Hello, welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing program services and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we'll talk with Kristen Murphy, a school health nurse with the Fairfax County Health Department, about 95210. Now, it's not a new zip code for the area that you're going to have to remember, but rather a, an easy-to-remember formula for promoting good health habits for children and teens, and I dare say even for some of us older adults as well. So, Kristen, thanks for being on the County Conversation with us. Thank you. Look forward to talking about 95210, so it's some pretty cool things behind those numbers. But before we get there, let's talk about a little bit about you, Kristen, school health nurse and stuff away from work. Uh, first of all, how did you get into being a school health nurse? Was it always a kind of a calling or a passion to, to be in the health field? Actually, what um, my husband was active duty, hmm. and I was also active duty. And when we had our children, it became uh, difficult for us to be stationed together. So mm-hmm. I chose to get out, and I started to volunteer in the schools and also um, work in the community for promoting health and coming mm-hmm. up with health programs. And I absolutely loved working with students and their families, yeah, and so well, it fell into a school thing health position. Another, yeah. mm-hmm. what, uh, what branch of the service were you in? I was an uh, Army. Army, okay. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for your service. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So um, school health nurse work for the Fairfax County Health Department, Mm-hmm. in or with the Fairfax County Public School System, I guess. Correct, okay. yeah. Okay, so, I mean, how do, are you in a school? Or are you actually in the health department and, and work with a variety, variety of schools? How, how does that work, I guess, is what I'm asking? We work with uh, Fairfax County Public Schools. I work as a care coordinator, which is the nurse that is um, a registered nurse that is assigned up to four to five schools. Hmm. And what they do is you go in and we review a lot of the health information forms that the parents fill out. We plan safe care so the student will be safe medically in school and have a positive learning outcome so that their health condition doesn't interfere with their learning needs. I am also the health promotion specialist, so I have one to two schools where I'm a care coordinator. And then on the other side, I have approximately 17 schools that I am responsible for planning the health promotion. So we do messaging, we work with kids, we help teach the kindergarten health curriculum and select schools. And um, we work throughout the whole county. There are eight health promotion specialists throughout the county that we work together to promote health in the schools. So there's eight of you and there's few hundred schools I think there is a lot and we are uh, so what do you do in all your free time (laughs) all my free time (laughs) well (laughs) wow okay I had no idea that's that's a lot is that about average 15 20 schools a piece or well what that is is for the health promotion um the for the actual working um one-on-one with the students and the teachers usually the care coordinators have anywhere between you know three to five schools to do that there is a school health aid that is in every school that is at the schools every day so as the care coordinator you attend the school maybe once a week or you go wherever the greatest need is if there is a question or concern we're also part of a lot of um meetings like uh, 504 meetings and iep meetings with with working with students and parents okay Mm -hmm. wow okay so in addition to all that 
there's something called 95210 that we want to talk about. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's, I guess, just part of the promotions aspect that, that you kind of talked about a little bit, the kind of to help kids and teens live healthy, I guess, is what the promotions part is, being more healthy kind of thing? Correct. Okay. One of the things that we have come up with is a messaging so that every month a specific message goes out to the schools. Oh, and okay. this year we have expanded those messages to reach the middle and the high school level. Mm. Um, a poster is created every month that is sent out to the schools. And along with that, we have morning announcements. We have um, an electronic type of newsletter that goes out to the staff at the, the middle and the high and the elementary to help the teachers better understand hmm. the message so that the message can be promoted throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Now, are the, uh, before we get into specifically the 95210 we're talk about, uh, I had no idea the monthly health messages and all that. I mean, my kids are, are older, so I'm not kind mm -hmm. of in the, the public school system anymore, but are, are they effective? I mean, are the kids hearing this? I mean, you're doing it in multiple platforms, I guess, so maybe if they don't hear it in the announcements, they may see it here. Is it you feel like it's making a difference, I guess? In um, some of the schools, we have seen where the schools have been using the messages. They go out and they keep in touch. They go out in their newsletters. Oh, yeah. So yeah. we are seeing that. At this point, um, the information is sent to the school, and they choose to use it in whatever form that they feel gotcha, is best gotcha. for their school. Yeah. So we are slowly getting data to support if the messages are working. And um, some of the cases we use, we're trying to get focus groups, especially with the older kids, mm. to have them look at it. Is this something that would be interesting to you? Do you think this will have an impact with your yeah. grade level? So there's a lot of things that we are working towards to improve the messaging program so that we are meeting those needs. Yeah. And I guess a really side benefit too, what was it like seatbelts? Kids was always talk about seatbelts with their parents to kind of change that behavior. So if you're, if you're reaching the kids, the kids are going home and talking about it with their parents and trying to reach the older population as well. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So 95210, that's a, that's a new Fairfax County zip code. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> it is for health. <laughs> right. So what, what, what is it? What does that mean? What we, what we have done is that for this year's messaging themes, we have decided to use the 95210 and more information for that can be found at 95210forhealth.com. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is that it comes up with nine means the nine hours of sleep. Five is to eat um, five fruits and vegetables. Per day. Per day, yes, this is okay. per day. Okay. And the two is to have no more than two hours of screen time, and that includes video games, computers, television. The one is we, everyone should have at least 60 minutes of physical exercise, and the zero is to no sugary drinks. Mm, okay. Nice overview, mm -hmm. but I want to dive in and talk about that. Certainly. Okay. So 95210, we've got sleep and fruits and veggies and limiting screen time, getting physical activity, and cutting out sugar-added beverages. So let's, let's start with nine. Get nine hours of sleep per day. And again, this 95210 program is specifically targeted to children in school. It targeted Teenage, it, teenagers and, it and can middle be school. for anyone, yeah. uh, children, uh, teenagers, and adults. It's an overall way to help people remember to do these things to improve their health. Nine hours of sleep seems like it's going to be easier for younger kids. I remember high school with my daughter, sports and studying. There was no way she got nine hours of sleep. 
and, and, and with an adult, you know, I'm thinking, you know, five, six hours of sleep is about normal. So how do you really sell this nine hours of sleep to kids? One of the things that they're finding, uh, a lot of studies have been done on sleep, and they're finding some very interesting information. Mm -hmm. One of the things is that we have a tendency to overbook ourselves, and so we stretch into no. the night hours, <laughs> especially the teens, yeah. and that's a whole other physical array of things that are going on for their ability to fall asleep at a certain time. Mm. Um, but the nine hours of sleep, is that's the time that your body kind of resets itself. Mm. It does a lot of its healing, it's growing for kids, mm. and they're finding that the more sleep that you get, that you're more motivated, that you are able to think clearly, hmm. you can make better decisions. It also improves your mood. If you're constantly oh, wow. tired, you feel down, yeah, you're not motivated, yeah, yeah. and people are happier when they get that sleep. Hmm. But it is difficult to try to schedule time because it always seems easy to do one more thing, yeah. and sleep usually is the thing that gets cut out. Right. And we encourage setting up bedtime rituals I was going to ask, how do you accomplish that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can do bedtime rituals. One of the things is that you want to prepare your body for sleep time so that when you start doing the rituals, your body psychologically and physically is getting ready for that. One of the things they recommend is that you avoid screen time right before you go to bed. I've heard that. I've yeah. heard that. The light from the screens kind of uh, stimulates the brain. And also light, if you have increased light, it decreases melatonin, and melatonin increases hmm. help you to fall asleep. Hmm. So it's better to maybe read a book before going right. to bed. Well, that always puts me up. Yeah, <laughs> especially if it's a boring book. <laughs> but um, they, they suggest that you uh, read before bed, Another thing for kids and teenagers is they recommend that they don't be in their bed for anything but sleep. So a lot of times kids will do homework in their bed or yeah, they'll do a lot yeah. of other things. They want it so that your body knows that when it's laying in the bed, it's time Coming for sleep, sleep. Yeah. And, not, and not anything else. I don't want to get too far uh, on the limiting screen time, but you mentioned, you know, avoiding the screen time right before bed. Does that mean five minutes before bed? Is it 30 minutes? Is it an hour? I mean, is there any guidelines? It, it depends on um, the person. And I believe it's anywhere 30 minutes to an hour. Oh, okay. I, I don't recall the exact yeah, sure. well, uh, recommendation, yeah. but I know a lot of the times um, in our house we recommend 30 minutes, and mm. we have noticed a difference. Okay. All right. So the nine, getting nine hours of sleep, and uh, I'm going to start trying to take advantage of that one myself. Um, so five, the next number in the sequence mm -hmm. there, eat at least five servings of fruits and vegetables per day. Now, that doesn't seem like it would be terribly hard to do, but I think it is. It actually is. Uh, they find that the vegetables is probably the least liked food for even mm. kids and for adults. Yeah. One of the things is, is that fruits and vegetables provide a whole host of vitamins and minerals that our body really needs mm. to be healthy. And there are a numerous variety of colors of vegetables, and every color of vegetable offers a, just a little bit different nutrient. And okay. one of the things at the 95210 site, they actually list out the different colors and what each color will provide your body. You, you, you can't tease me like that. you got to give me a little bit of information <laughs> yeah. here if you, if you can. <laughs> well, um, some of the ones, like your really dark colored, provide a lot of the vitamins, like a B12, huh. that um, 
some of uh, the vitamins like vitamin C, it right. helps strengthen your immune system, makes you mm. less resistant to getting sick. Okay. And they, um, it also provides helping with memory and um, a lot of uh, vegetables and fruits have fiber, which helps. <laughs> I need with your to find digestion. that fruit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, but it it is, and that's why sometimes you'll hear people say eat a rainbow because they're referring oh, okay. to the. There's so many vegetables beyond the corn and the peas and the things that we normally think. Right. There's a variety out there, and they recommend for as a family to to pick out a new vegetable maybe once a week and try it, or take uh, vegetables and mix them in. Dishes that you would normally not see a vegetable. Like if you have pasta for dinner, mm-hmm. throw in some vegetables with that or rice, and then that way you're not Sne- sneak it in there. Sneak it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love the stealth health. That's right, my right. favorite. Okay, interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't want to harp on this one too long, but it seems like we're we've talked about eating fruits and vegetables, five servings, or you know, the daily recommended allowance. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's been a message for years, mm-hmm. but it hadn't caught on. Seemingly, I don't know why. I mean, it seems like everybody knows that we need to eat fruits and vegetables. But I guess just with the lifestyle and things like that, it's hard to do. It is, and when you think about our lifestyle, it's a very rushed lifestyle. Yeah. A lot of people, they eat fast food because we're always rushing around, mm. and or we eat out at restaurants because we don't take the time right. to prepare a meal. Right. And if you look at the average restaurant meal, they primarily focus on the entree, which mm. is your starch and your meat. And right. vegetables, sometimes they're they're tasty with it. Sometimes they don't exist. Um, and I've even been at restaurants where if you want a vegetable, you pay like $5 for that vegetable. Oh, wow. And wow. people are looking at that going, hmm, yeah. I don't want to spend I'll the money. i have dessert instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, that'll help me fall asleep quicker, too, all that sugar. <laughs> yeah. All right. So 9-5, we got that covered. Two, we talked about this a little bit earlier with the screen time right before bed. But mm-hmm. two, which I think is going to be a really tough sell. Mm-hmm. with kids. Limit screen time to two hours or less outside of school. Correct. So everything you're doing in school doesn't count. But when you get home at you know, 3.30, 4, 4.30, whatever, or high schoolers after practice, maybe 7, 8 o'clock or whatever, only two hours of screen time. Some kids live on iPads, iPhones, Kindles, Playstations, PSDS. I mean, I, I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. It's very tough. Uh, a lot of the times they're connected. I mean, it doesn't take you very long if you're out in the community. People are always tuned into their electronics. Mm-hmm. They can't walk across the street without right, checking their right. phone. Um, so it is important to put down those screens because people, when they're on the screens, especially kids, they're not being active. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. in a sedentary uh, mode. and also, they have difficulties talking to people without talking through an electronic right, device. Right. So we encourage to put it down, start finding other mm-hmm. things to do to entertain yourself, to keep you social, keep you physically active. Mm-hmm. Any suggestions, any tips? I mean, do you, do you just set a rule at the house and say, when you get home, you know, if mom and dad are not home yet, you get home. You can have screen time until we get home, and that's an hour, and then we'll put it down, and then we have dinner, and we do this, and then from 7 to 8, you can have your second hour. I mean, is it setting rules like that? That is that is a start, and each family has a different um, way of doing it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, putting in limits is very, very important, and that way you're not denying the 
the child to have it, but that they know when it's acceptable and when it's not. Mm -hmm. One of the best ways is exactly how you mentioned it, is when we're not home, you can have that hour. As soon as we're home, that's when you make sure your homework is done, we get dinner together. Mm -hmm. No technology at the dinner table. Yeah, that's a rule at our house. Yep. The dinner table, that's where we communicate as a family and find out what's going on in their lives. Uh, A lot of people will say absolutely none. Uh, The cell phones, all of that stuff is not charged in your room. It's charged in the living room so that you're not getting disturbed when it's that time to be thinking about sleep and settling in. That you're, you know, those lights blink up. People are texting at all hours. You won't just be woken the temptation's up. just not there. Right. Yeah. And we did, last year, we did do a message where, you know, the you have a bedroom, so does your cell phone. And that's not your bedroom. I like bedroom. that. I like you know, that, yeah. You make a bedroom outside of your room for all of your devices Very, to be I recharged. Like Very, I like that. Okay, so that one really does seem to lead into the next one, which is the one of the 95210. So the one is getting at least one hour or 60 minutes of physical activity per day. So if you're cutting down the amount of screen time, seems mm-hmm. like you could increase the amount of physical time. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe not. Maybe you're, you're changing it to reading or doing something and not physical, but trying to get that one hour of exercise or physical activity that we all know we should. And it doesn't have to be you know, doing Pilates or lifting weights. It could be just going outside for a a walk to Mm -hmm. the park or something. Correct. That's one of the things is that an hour of physical activity not only improves your health and reduces obesity because you're getting physically active, it stimulates your brain. It helps your memory. Mm. It makes you more motivated to get things done. You're actually in a happier mood. Mm. Um, Sometimes I have been where, oh, I just don't want to do anything, and then I go and work out. I feel like I'm on top of the world and can accomplish anything. The key thing to know is that exercise doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be, go do that, you know, four miles around the track. Exercise is getting your body to move. Walking Mm. is an excellent source of exercise. What I recommend with kids and even adults is find something you enjoy. Find an activity that you enjoy. That can be with other people. It could be by yourself. It doesn't have to be a killer. Mm-hmm. Walks. Some people, um, I take up rowing. I love to row. Um, people play basketball. Mm-hmm. You could, even if you're sitting at your desk, you can get out like those little stretchy armbands. Oh, and yeah. You can uh, be doing little exercises right. even if you're in a desk. One of the things that we recommend with teachers, if they're open to it, is in the classrooms, a simple stretch break in between oh, yeah. subject material. You know, all right, everybody stand up, let's stretch, walk around your desk, sit down. And even that small amount of exercise will increase their ability yeah. to pay attention and focus for the next okay. lesson. Okay. So 95210, and the O is eliminate sugar-added beverages. Correct. Another toughie. It is. <laughs> it really is. So, I mean, sugar-added, sugar that's just not soda. I mean, there's a lot of other beverages that are sugar-added. Correct. One of the things that a lot of people get confused on is the natural sugar versus the added sugar. Yeah. T- uh, yeah. So uh, the nutrition label is your most important thing to realize if there's added sugar or not. And on every nutrition label, there is a category there that says sugar. And if it's natural, it's going to be mentioned there. But where you need to go is down in the ingredient labels. Mm-hmm. And there's various different names for sugar. But a common 
uh, ending for sugar ends in O-S-E. So if the word ends in an O-S, it's more than likely a sugar. Mm, If you see that in the ingredient list, you know that there's added sugar in there. And the goal is, is to keep the sugar for children, um, three teaspoons or less of added sugar in a day. Mm. For adult women or older teenagers, you want no more than five or six teaspoons in a day. And for men, it's about nine teaspoons a day. And there's four grams of sugar in a teaspoon. Okay. (laughs) You're losing me here with that. (laughs) Okay. But keep going, keep going. Okay. So most of your nutrition labels are listed in grams. Okay, okay. So if you want to know how many teaspoons of sugar, you just divide those grams by By four. four. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's easy. Simple math there. I think I can do that, okay. So what we do is we, um, the health promotion team, we do have, uh, we go to a lot of health fairs, and we talk about how much sugar is in food and how you can look at labels and determine how much sugar is in there and if it's something that your child or you should be eating. We realize there is no way that you're going to eliminate all added sugar. It's next to impossible. But what you can do is you can learn to read the labels and you can make healthy decisions. You can look at the label and you can see that a soda has can have up to um, eight or nine teaspoons of sugar. Or you could say look at a chocolate milk that could have added sugar but if you look, the milk has more nutrients available than a soda. Sure. So if you had those two to choose from, your healthier option would be the chocolate milk. Uh, absolutely. We do encourage for a lot of people to drink water or milk because the body will um, digest and break down sugars better when you eat the sugar versus when you drink it. Mm-hmm. And they're finding that people who are drinking a lot of sugar are having a lot more weight gain. Mm-hmm. So if you can eliminate the sugar in your drinks, that's eliminating half of that sugar right. that's going to the weight gain. So yeah. that's why we encourage to, to decrease that. Empty calories, I guess. Correct. Is what they, yeah. they don't help you in yeah, any way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. I have learned a lot, uh, and I wish we had a little bit more time, but unfortunately we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking 95210 with Kristen Murphy, a school health nurse with Fairfax County's Health Department. Last couple of seconds, any key point, main thing to remember about the 95210 resources or anything like that? Just kind of give you the final word. Yeah, um, the, I would recommend using the 95210 um, for health.com. It has a lot of the information. Also, um, if I can be reached, if anybody has questions, um, at 703-704-6117. And um, the most important thing is is that you just try a little bit every day. Mm -hmm. We don't expect someone to all of a sudden turn a corner and be 100%, but just work towards it slowly and try to maintain the things that you've accomplished. Yeah. So when you hear somebody in the neighborhood talking about 95210, they're not talking about a California zip code or anything there. They're talking about some steps you can take and quickly go over them again, get nine hours of sleep per day, eat at least five servings of fruits and vegetables per day, limit screen time to two hours or less outside of school, get at least one hour of physical activity per day, and eliminate sugar-added beverages. And specifically, we're talking about 95210 for kids in school and teenagers in high school and that kind of thing. But Personally, I think uh, good uh, numbers to remember for everybody. 
All right. Yep. Kristen, thanks for being with us on the County Conversation. Thank you very much. Thanks to you for uh, listening as well. If you need uh, more Fairfax County news and events, you can visit us online at fairfaxcounty.gov news. Thanks for listening again to the County Conversation, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.